0: Welcome to today's edition of this show is not about menopause because menopause is one day. So that would make for a pretty short show. Instead, we are talking about everything before and everything after menopause that pertains to your health. That's because 77% of women have questions about their midlife health. And I am on a mission to ensure 100% of women have quality answers. Now today's show falls into the category of never did I ever. I mean, never did I ever imagine that I would be having a conversation about being sober curious or living an alcohol-free lifestyle. my name is Shirley. I'm 56 years old. I reached menopause when I was 49. I founded Menopause Chicks a little over a decade ago, and I quit drinking about a month and a half ago. I am sober curious. Maybe you are too, or maybe you would never ever consider it. Either way, I promise you are going to get some insights and we are going to have some good, clean fun today. My guest is Sarah Kate, the founding editor and publisher of Some Good Clean Fun. She is a non-alcoholic drinks expert and lifestyle advocate for living a life with less alcohol. Sarah Kate launched Some Good Clean Fun in 2021 after noticing a lack of expertise, reviews, and information about non-alcoholic drinks in Canada. Her online publication has thousands of page views a month, and a team of contributors amplifying non-alcoholic drinks and their role in our health and wellness. Before we get started, I want to take a quick minute to say thanks to all the folks who share my mission and make this important work possible: Vichy Laboratoire, Ferro Pro Iron, Feel Amazing Vulva and Vaginal Moisturizer, and Intimate Wellbeing. Now, let's do this. Welcome, Sarah-Kate.
1: Hi, thanks for having me today. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Yes, so great to see you. Thank you for doing this. As I said in the open, I am sober curious. So I know that you were going to fill in a lot of the missing links (laughs) for me and all the menopause chicks out there. How did you get here? How did you get into this work? So I actually, um, it's
1: funny that you you say sober curious. I, for a long time, uh, you know, obviously like a lot of women out there leaned heavily on drinking drinking a lot of wine and it was kind of my badge of honor like i'm going to drink you know there's not enough wine in the world to get through like being a mom being a professional like being an executive and like trying to juggle all the things and you know i knew that i was getting to a point where you know it wasn't healthy the amount of wine i was drinking wasn't healthy but i felt like i was just keeping pace with everybody else around me and um that word sober was very scary because right. it's a label it's a label that like intimates that you have a problem and Mm -hmm. nobody wants to ever admit they have a problem. So it took me a really long time to realize that it can be your own journey. It doesn't you don't have to have a label of like being sober. Uh, You can just choose an alcohol free lifestyle because that's what feels good for you. And it took me a long time to kind of uh, you know, I did a lot of reading and I did a lot of like listening to podcasts and things. And I realized that on the spectrum of people who are like in recovery, I was nowhere near that level of like, wetting the bed and those really serious problems like blacking out and things like that. Like I was nowhere near that. Um, and that's sort of when it started. I said, OK, that's it. I'm done. Uh, I really want to cho- I want to choose an alcohol free lifestyle. And it took me, I think, eight months of being so- what you would call I guess sober curious, which is like, you know, going stretches without drinking, having a drink, not feeling great about it, trying to figure mm-hmm. out why giving myself empathy to fail and then getting right back to the next day to like okay you know what there's a reason why you're doing this you don't feel good when you drink and i'm getting older you said you're 56 i'm turning yes. 47 okay. i could feel that lower amounts of wine were making me feel worse <laughs> and that's uh it's kind of a it's a well-known fact that uh, menopause and drinking wine don't go together. So, yeah. um, and aging and drinking wine don't go together. That it's detrimental to surviving <laughs> uh, healthily, not surviving, but getting through menopause with less symptoms. It, it makes your symptoms worse. And so, you know, that's sort of how I uh, fell into this and realized there's nothing to drink. I can't imagine a life ahead of me of just
0: sparkling water. Right. <laughs> that's
1: how this was all born. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I okay so many things to peel back here but one of them is the fact that you do use that like, you identify this as a label and it's so baked into our culture you know whether you drink or you don't drink there's judgment there's yeah. societal pressure there's pressure from friends and family um wow. I am right in the thick of this so I'm yeah. really grateful that we're having this conversation today I stopped drinking for the month of July 2023. Amazing! Um, I so wanted proud to of you. thank you. I wanted to prove that I could do it. Um, but I wasn't at starting this journey thinking I am going to be alcohol free. Mm-hmm. The thing for me and the work that I do was I really needed to track it because it was alcohol consumption was not on my tracking radar. I couldn't have told you whether, you know, when you fill out those little forms at your doctor's office, I couldn't have told you whether I had three or 12 drinks a week. I didn't know. And so that's where I am right now. And I just, um, you know, I really want to make our listeners sort of um, get that permission slip that it's okay to, as you said, to choose the journey that's going to work for them.
1: This is your permission slip. I think that um, in this day and age, we're so aware of our personal wellness and our own boundaries and our own journeys. It's really important to assess is, is, you know, is having that glass of wine, something that's going to make me feel good. Am I going to feel guilty about it afterwards? Am I going to feel, you know, uh, like I've sacrificed my health for that? Um, It doesn't have to be a label. You don't have to have like, Oh, I'm, I'm not drinking tonight. It means I'm sober and I need to be in recovery. Like it's just start by taking a break. And if you feel great, just keep going and enjoy the joy of getting up with a clear head, feeling like sleeping better. And I know that's not always the case. Some people who don't drink still have trouble sleeping. Of course. But course. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits in the first. But the first thing is, is you, you really start to experience the joy in your heart of like waking up clear headed and feeling like you can start the day. You know, I think that that is one of the, the things that happens the fastest as you start realizing how productive you can be. When you're not groggy and and feeling a little bit yucky from like maybe having three glasses of wine the night before you know so this is your
0: permission slip ladies love it love it love it and i love your brand name some good clean fun because it's so positive right and it's like a magnet like oh how can i try some of that so tell me how can i get some of that
1: (laughs) yeah so well there's some good clean fun i i wanted this to be uh before i answer that i wanted to just share that i wanted this to be a very non-judgmental space so Mm. when people come and, and read the magazine read you know read what i'm writing on social or what what the contributors are writing on the magazine that it's no there's no judgment associated with that it's just Positive and joyful, and not a, a shaming like "Oh, you drank last night. Shame on you!" or "You shouldn't drink alcohol." This is about like m- putting one step forward in a positive direction and and keeping maintaining the fun around life and the joy of life and why being alcohol free is so joyful. So, um, alcohol free drinks. You want to know where to get them? Yes. <laughs> so, I have to give a little bit of a back not a backstory, just a little bit of history here. Two years ago, two three years ago, when I started this journey in twenty twenty, there was no online shop in the us or in canada to buy non-alcoholic drinks
0: that is mind-blowing
1: and now there's like there's probably 15 in canada maybe not okay i think at least a dozen in canada and lots in the us there's lots of small ones in canada who have popped up and you can get non-alcoholic wine non-alcoholic beer premium non-alcoholic spirits you can get whatever your heart desires in you know the click of a button online Um, slowly, slowly, but surely the grocery stores are starting to come on board. But you know, if you've noticed when you go to your grocery store, you're just going to see the same old, same old, uh, you know, no late private label, like PC brand, non-alcoholic wine. Don't drink that ladies. It's really gross. (laughs) Don't drink it. The only thing I condone in the grocery store, I don't know if you can see this behind me over on this side, the St. Regis Brut.
0: You can oh, get really? this at
1: lots of grocery stores. Yeah, it's one of the only things in groceries that I think is good. And they have a uh, they have a a spritz, a pre made aperol spritz, that's really good too. So that's Saint Regis. That's the only thing that uh, groovy. You have groovy too. Groovy's also really I have groovy. good. If you, yeah, I have groovy groovy's today. good. Yeah, look at that. That's groovy. So <laughs> you can get groovy in grocery. Um, you know, there's lots of great non alcoholic beer. So Canadians are doing really well in that space of making non-alcoholic beer and especially out you guys are in, uh, you're physically located in vancouver correct and one of my favorite brands is called uh i never pronounce this right noni or Noni. Nomi. Oh, okay <laughs> like n-o-n-n-y they're a great non-alcoholic beer made in vancouver um and you know this is something canadians are really doing well and so slowly grocery stores now are starting to carry better non-alcoholic beer so you're not going to just see the Molson or Coors Edge or all that kind of like stuff that your grandpa drank, you know. Duels. anybody have O-duels. a grandpa who sat around yeah. drinking Odules? You know. Yeah. Um, so now you can you can slowly but surely start start to find. You have to experiment. Find what you like. Some people really like the grocery store wine, non alcoholic wine. I don't. Um, you know, you can, on my website, somegoodcleanfund.com, there's a button where to buy alcohol free. You can click that and there's a list of all the marketplaces, the online marketplaces where you can get uh, non-alcoholic drinks from. And, of course, the website has, all my website has
0: reviews and things. So you can kind of sort through what uh, what I like and what you might like. Awesome. Um, so I get the online shopping. I get the grocery store availability. I haven't yet landed in a restaurant that had really good options. Yes, yeah. I know many of them are um, presenting mocktails on their menu, but I was never really much of a cocktail drinker. Um, and so to go to a restaurant and find a, a non-alcoholic wine or non-alcoholic beer, we still have some work to do there.
1: Yeah, most uh, I would say that most restaurants now are carry bigger chain restaurants in particular are carrying a Heineken 0.0 or a Corona uh, Sunbrew. And that's yeah. because the big, the big breweries are, are you know, have yeah, they have good associations and relationships with those, with those, uh, it, the agents or whatever that are. And it's easy for a restaurant to say, oh, our agent is is suggesting Corona Sunbrew as our non-alcoholic option. Okay, we'll check that off. Right. Uh, it's sort or of check, checked off our list that we're offering a non-alcoholic, but they're not saying um, not, you know, people may want to craft beer. Instead of a Corona Sun Brew, maybe they don't like that style of beer. Could we build a couple of options on our non-alcoholic beer? Could we do a flight? Could we offer flights? Ooh, so that's yeah. that's you know like a flight of non-alcoholic. Get like creative. Yeah, get creative. So that's the one one thing is that they're they're sort of uh, limited by the relationships they have with the people, the agents that bring alcohol into their into their restaurants. Um, the other thing with non-alcoholic wine, it's still such a uh, like. Uh, early it's early days it's still really early days for finding good ones so a lot of restaurants are saying we're not going to invest in you know uh, a palette of non-alcoholic wine if we you know if it's not gonna right if we're not you know if it's not going to be good if our customers aren't going to like it if it's not going to store
0: for more that you can't store it for more than a year because it starts so bad so i'm imagining yeah. as with everything the way to increase <laughs> the supply would be for us Just to show up in it. those restaurants and ask for it right
1: Yes. So if anybody who's listening, ask, go to your local bar manager. Your, you know, the server can't really do much, but right. email your local restaurant, email, you know, or, or talk to the bar manager. Talk to somebody when you go out for dinner and say, I'm a non-drinker or I'm not drinking tonight. And I really feel limited by the options you have on your menu. I don't want a sugary mocktail. Um, I went out for uh, there's a really nice restaurant chain here in Toronto, a Mexican chain called uh, Anejo. And I was expecting that they would have some sort of non-alcoholic tequila. like they specialize right. in tequila, and there's about 10 different great non-alcoholic tequilas available, even ones made in Canada. And they, really? I, they, they didn't yeah, they didn't have it. And then I asked for a, you know, uh, one of their drinks to be made uh, like as a mocktail. And it was so disgusting. First of all, they mm-hmm. brought it to me in a huge juice cup. Everybody else was getting drinks in little. Yeah the little margarita glasses and I get this huge drink. And this is common. Everybody complains about the same thing. Restaurants don't know
0: how to serve it either. So true. I was just talking about that before our call because I went to a birthday party. It was kind of like my first test. Am I going to be able, you know, even walking to the party, like parked my car and walking. I was like, oh, you can have a, like this is day six, right? Um, you could have a drink tonight if you really want to, that sort of thing. And then I sat down. I was like, no, I'm not going to. But it's I real. when I yeah. ordered my club soda, I was like, please put it in a wine glass. Everyone at the table is drinking out of a wine glass and I am yeah. fine drinking yeah. my club soda with lime out of yeah. a, out of a wine glass it makes yeah. such a big difference yeah
1: here's a tip um, for you yeah oh, I have a tip about the club soda and the wine glass so you could also ask for them to put club soda in a tumbler and add in five drops of bitters so oh. this is a controversial subject and so okay. some of you listening out there might say no it's not a mocktail if it has alcohol in it so bitters oh. um, you know it's 40 proof that, you know, if you drink an entire container of bitters, you still won't even be drunk because it's such a small amount. Five drops of bitters is less than 0.5% alcohol it doesn't trigger me. I wasn't at that point in in my life where I, you know, can't even smell alcohol without being triggered. There's beer here in my house for my husband drinking. And so, I'm okay with bitters, you may not be. And so, right. you have to you have to figure this out for yourself, but the one of the best things to do in a restaurant if you don't want just plain soda water is ask for it to be uh, you know, soda water. You can even have it in a wine glass. Just add some bitters to it. Very cool. And it 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 tastes more elevated. It tastes like you're having a bit of a spritz, but it's not boozy um you could add some lime to that too if you want to or lemon you know just experiment at home and see what you like and then when you go to a restaurant those are things they have behind the bar they have syrups they have bitters they have like cut up citrus so think about okay how can i order a high maintenance drink for my server you're paying to be there
0: (laughs) right i love it i want a high maintenance drink please Um, The other thing I love, so you gave us a script tip for how to talk to the bar manager, the restaurant manager. How about script tips for talking to our friends? You know, I showed up at the birthday party, five others are drinking, that's fine. But when they kind of question, some even judge, do you have any script tips for how we can handle those social situations?
1: Yeah, I usually just, um, you know, I, I, I take a, take in my mind i know that a lot of the times people are reflecting their own security sometimes onto you not not intentionally um so you don't want to exacerbate their defensiveness by like oh it's not good for you so i usually just say you know what i'm not feeling you know i don't i i'm choosing to be alcohol i'm choosing uh, you know not to drink tonight and and don't get into the story about you know i've been off for a month and i'm not drinking like it's none of their business kind of like it's your 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 business so it's like you can just say yeah i'm just not feeling into it tonight. Cause that's maybe I, what the,
0: the real answer is. Is like, you just don't feel into it. I, I love that. I love that. And in the work that I do, it's really hard for me to hold back and mm-hmm. talk about, right. Okay. This is what the stats say. These are the risk factors yeah. that yeah. are involved, right. Cause that's what yeah. I do all day, every day, but yeah. in a personal, yeah. uh, you know, friend setting, that is the truth. So yeah. and the yeah. truth you is always easy make... to remember, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The truth is that you're just not feeling into it right now. And you're just uh, you're taking a break. And that's it. And uh, remember that it's, you know, there are sometimes there may be insecurities in those people, too. We've been built to believe that drinking is good. And if you don't drink, you're not normal. So they're they're working from a script that they've heard since they were young. They watch oh, their parents sure. drink, They, you know, uh, advertising and marketing encourages everybody to drink. So um, they're not they're not doing it intentionally being judgmental or questioning you. That's just that this is the script they're working from. So it's it's easier just to tell them, say, I just not into it today or I'm not, you know, I'm just not I'm, you know, I'm drinking tonight and don't get into anything else. Don't don't even say I mean, i up all free for two weeks because then they're going to be like, oh, like they didn't ask you, they just
0: They said, how come you're not drinking tonight? I'm just not into it. I'm not into it tonight. Happy birthday or whatever. Right. (laughs) You're so good, though, at landing on all those language points, too, because drinking has been labeled as being social. So Mm -hmm. therefore, it gets interpreted. If you're not drinking, you're labeled as not social or antisocial. So we have some work to do to, like, peel back those layers and and change the conversation, really, which I absolutely love.
1: And Gen Z is already doing that. So, right. here, our generation is the generation that grew up with sex in the city. Yeah. Um, you know, going out to bars having wine and cosmos with our friends, right? And I was just at that sweet spot in my life where when Sex in the City came out, I was in my 20s. I was single, didn't have kids. Or not single, I was dating my husband, but like, you know, we were out and about and partying and stuff like that and it just was so like that's our our generation has been nurtured by this kind of messaging of of women's Women going out on the town, being voracious drinkers and smokers and party animals and um, millennials, maybe not so much, but Gen Zs are rebelling against all of this because they're, um, we're their parents and young generations always rebel against their parents, right? Yeah. And they're completely rebelling against this drinking culture. And it's so refreshing to see actually that they're, when they're drinking, they're asking for they're not they don't care if it's alcoholic or not they just want something that tastes good that looks good on instagram yeah right right. and that is giving them an experience and that's changing the the conversation um and so you know 20 years from now it's going to be really interesting to see how all of this starts to kind of flow through the the society and restaurants are going to have to start catering to the demand of these people these gen z's who are starting to become in, in their 20s with disposable income they don't want like a, a Napa or Napa blend, you know, cat yes. stove, right. They want
0: an adaptogen that celebrity, adapt,
1: adaptogenic drink that Bella Hadid created,
0: right? Right, yes. I mean, that is interesting and refreshing. And it's also going to be very interesting 20 years from now when if we can see some of the new health statistics, uh, like mm-hmm. the impact that it might be making to yeah. the quality yeah. of our life and the quality of our health. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I can only imagine that you get a lot of positive feedback. You're filling a gap, uh yeah. in women's health and in our social culture what are yeah. some of the things that you hear from your followers
1: you know what's i'm gonna you're gonna laugh when i say this the most frequent question i get is i just want a really good red wine but i don't mm-hmm. want to drink anymore what is it do you have a recommendation for a non-alcoholic red wine that is literally the question i get all the time but then that always that often turns into a conversation or a chat you know on a dm about you know i've, I've stopped drinking a couple of weeks ago and i'm Thank you for recommending all these things or you know i'm um, keep doing what you're doing and i i you know it feels good to know that there's that this is there's a reason for me to do this it feels good to yes. know that people um you know are finding some value in this because i think it's really really important for women our age to understand the health impacts and to um you know start saying that start understanding that they can you can put yourself first and that sort of rejecting this idea that, um, you know, drinking has to be a part of our lives. So it's it's been rewarding um, and also fun because people are messaging me about what some good things are to drink. Right. Like, you know, who doesn't want to talk about that?
0: Right. And I'm not surprised that the red wine question does top the list. Um, As you probably know, earlier this year, there were new guidelines uh, published for the number of alcoholic drinks that would be considered a safety zone for women. And it's two drinks per week. And it's significantly lower than some of the information that we had heard previously, where maybe our doctor said, oh, no, it's fine. Have a glass of red wine every night. So there's this... Mm -hmm conflicting Mm -hmm. information i know that uh, a lot of women struggle with that
1: yeah we've we have been told for years that seven drinks a week is 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 the bare minimum and and actually what the new guidelines say is that zero drinks is safe two two drinks is low risk so what they're suggesting is that your the onus is on you for deciding how much risk you want and i like that because it's not just saying seven is good Right. Yeah. Right. Like this is saying, okay, you know, you have to decide as a Canadian or as a person, human being, what risk level you want. And, you know, drinking, I think that it's general I think it's still the same that drinking more than two or three in in one sitting is still considered terrible. So if you have two or three drinks, two or three drinks in a sitting, um, you know, you've already gone over your your risk allowance. Right. And yeah,
0: one day. One of the main reasons why I was so excited you said yes to this interview is because so many of us are on autopilot. I mean, we yeah. are the women who are holding up the world right now and spinning yeah. all the plates. <laughs> and for me, yeah. what that meant was that I wasn't even aware of my consumption yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like, like yeah. I
0: could even go yeah, through an evening it. and not and not tell you the next day whether I had three or five, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's that awareness and being conscious, and and yeah. then sort of understanding the risk, and that's that's a lot to comprehend because, of course, we're not thinking all day, every day about yeah. our alcohol yeah. consumption or non-consumption. Yeah. But it's an important right. uh, invitation yeah. to become aware yeah. and to track.
1: Yeah, mind be mindful of what you're putting in your body. And it becomes more second nature as you as you go on. And I think that one of the things I kind of like, it's it's not the same. It's similar. But when everybody started talking about BPA and products and plastic Mm -hmm. products, you know, we didn't all run out and throw out every single thing in our kitchen that might have BPA. We slowly but surely saw the labels in the grocery store BPA free. We started saying, okay, well, maybe we'll replace this plastic with glass. You know, I've, you know, I have a couple of plastic mixing bowls that are from my mom's kitchen in the seventies. I really shouldn't be using them anymore, but like, you know what I mean? Those are, yeah. we slowly we slowly started to integrate this idea of like what we're cooking our food in, what's going in the microwave that our food is in. And it wasn't something we, we changed overnight, right? So this is something it's, it's uh, or even veganism and vegetarianism. Right. We now eat a lot more alternative, alternative sources of proteins. I actually have said a few times, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, You know, your vegan neighbor across the street probably got eye rolls from everyone. Oh, that crazy vegan hippie across the street, right? That's, that's people are rolling their eyes at me. Oh, that woman up the street doesn't drink, right? But I think slowly but surely, you know, over time, people will realize that it's healthier for them and they'll become more conscious of that. Yeah. The study came out in January. Everybody's not going out and dumping out their bottles of wine and changing their habits. It's slowly but surely that message of like, what's good for us is going to start
0: integrating into our lives. Correct. Correct. I love it. And now you are helping to change this landscape uh, for women's health and for the women in my audience. Um, Tell us what can we expect when we go to some good, clean fun?
1: so i try and do a uh, non-alcoholic wine review every two weeks we do um that's how many there are out there now it's uh unbelievable (laughs) so and i do non-alcoholic recipes from you know beer wine spirits um and we have non-alcoholic beer reviews so i have two contributors who write non-alcoholic beer reviews because i'm not a beer drinker so fun job um, i'm leaving that to the experts (laughs) i know i know right? Um, And then we try and do some lifestyle stories. We also have a series called Inspiring Women Who Are Rethinking Drinking. And so we try and profile. Um, So yeah, I was going to ask you if you want to be an upcoming, (laughs) you know, inspiring woman, because I've I've, another piece of feedback I've gotten from people who uh, subscribe to my newsletter is that they really like to hear other stories of women who you know, had that moment where they realized this, is, they want to make a life change and that it helps them on their journey. So there's lots of, um, you know, drink recipes and product reviews and some lifestyle content for you to
0: peruse um, on somegoodcleanfun.com and a list of where to buy stuff. Amazing. And your social handles on social media. Yep. So
1: at some good clean fun and then at some So there's two Instagram accounts and then uh, some good clean fun on Facebook.
0: Thank you so much. You uh, inspired my own personal journey. I saw you on the Aww. social. Um, and we've been able to speak together at an event. and I'm really, really grateful that you said yes to today because I know this is going to help many of our listeners. So thank you very much.
1: I'm honored to be part of this conversation with you, and so i'm I'm very grateful to have this chance today to uh, to talk with you and share my share this with your audience.
0: Have a great day. Talk to you soon, Sarah. You too. Thanks, Shirley. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you so much for tuning in today. I know you have many options for where you spend your time. So I am grateful that you chose this show. To learn more about my guest today, please follow Sarah Kate at somegoodcleanfun.com, And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, like, do all the things, and follow me on social media at Menopause Chicks. Once again, I'd like to thank all the people who support this show and share my mission for women's health. Vichy, Ferra Pro, Feel Amazing, Vulva and Vaginal Moisturizer, and Intimate Wellbeing. You can learn more in the show notes. Plus a big shout out to the team here at Oh Boy Productions. And remember, someone you know needs this information. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's someone you love. Thank you for sharing and see you next week on This Show Is Not About Menopause. I want to give a big shout out to the pharmacists at Farapro Iron who have been contributing education and health solutions to members of the menopause chicks community since 2018. What I love about FerraPro is that it was formulated by Bob Mayer with women in mind, which means it's gentle yet effective, and it will not cause stomach upset or constipation. What I want everyone to know is that common signs of iron deficiency can include fatigue and exhaustion, hair loss, cold intolerance, brain fog, heart palpitations, and restless legs. And if you still have a period or eat primarily vegetarian, please have your ferritin levels checked. Learn more at ferrapro.com or order today at purepharmacy.com backslash menopause chicks.